Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, the podcast for parents of young children. And we want to share your stories and all those crazy, contradictory feelings that come with being a parent. We believe in you. You got this, even on the craziest of days. And you are most definitely not alone. Hey, listeners. The host of this podcast wants you to celebrate the messiness of life with kids. That means we don't need an expert to explain our kids to us. We just need to sit back so we can truly see, hear, and love our kids. My family has been lucky enough to attend B'nai Torah, where Karen's enthusiasm and joy for all aspects of parenting has been a breath of fresh air and always gives us hope that we can do it. Karen Deerwester believes that when we see, hear, and love the messy moments of life with kids, we're able to give our children everything they need. Karen has been a teacher, author, and a leader in early childhood education for decades, and there is nothing, nothing that doesn't make sense if we take time to connect with each child exactly where they are, and right where we are with all of our messiness too. Here's today's podcast. Today's podcast is Dads with Powerful Fearless Daughters. I'm excited to revisit the earlier podcast, episode number nine, on Powerful Fearless Girls. And I'm excited to have one of the original podcast dads back here with us today. To me, Powerful Fearless Girls are self-directed, curious, all-in, masterful, maybe a little relentless, but definitely risk-takers. They often defy gender and age expectations for toddlers and children. And they often challenge their parents and others who try to guide and lead them to safer choices or more socially acceptable behaviors. I wanted to hear from dads today because I wonder how confusing and unexpected it is for them to have these fearless superhero girls to guide and to teach. A great big welcome to Darren Littman, Chris Varka, and John Levy. I can't wait to hear the pride and the challenges of raising powerful, fearless daughters, and if dads experience the risk-taking and tenacity differently than moms. Darren, you have a few years' experience understanding your little wonder girl. How would you describe raising a strong daughter from toddlerhood to preschooler? Welcome, welcome. (laughs) uh, Thank you. Um, It's nice to be back. And um, it's... Induces a lot of fear in me at times, but it also induces a lot of pride. So, um, you know, we just have to be vigilant that we're um, making sure she's not going to hurt herself or something like that. Um, but I other mean, than she that, was we have the to let her lead. Of the girl that would dive into the pool, swallow a ton of water, get back out, and jump in again. Yes. So that fearlessness, that fear that you feel hasn't changed in the last two years. No, and she's become an amazing, like, acrobat in the pool now. She does leaps, and she gets in the pool with other kids who are all older than her, and she's showing them, let's how, uh, let's jump off and do a flip into the pool. And uh, that fear has not come yet. It's made her an amazing, you know, athlete, uh, gymnast. In gymnastics, same thing. She has no fear. She just goes for it. And a lot of times I'm, I'm worried she, she does, like, a forward handspring or something, and on our tile, on her head, because she doesn't have the arm strength to support herself. And I'm just worried she's going to break her neck or split her head open, but she just keeps going for it. So she we have made the rule, not on tile, <laughs> let's do it on grass, let's save it for in gymnastics where you're supervised. 
But, uh, but vigilance, vigilance, vigilance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you, I mean, if you don't interrupt those moments, there's no predicting. I mean, these could be the girls that are diving off of garages into swimming pools or rooftops or whatever. Yeah. Okay, Chris, I know you only get to be here for a short while today. So tell us about your powerful, fearless daughter. Um, so Thanks. my daughter, Vivian, is a, is a joy. Um, she's our firstborn, so I have a little she's three now so I've had some experience through the transition from toddler to to um infant to toddler and 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 she's always had that that high energy I guess uh and I think everything in life's a learned experience so she probably gets that from her mother and her mother my mother-in-law um they're both very strong women so she (laughs) I would assume generates that attitude you know I would like to say it comes from us but but we're (laughs) just a a portion of that um protection comes into mind like like you were saying um but also there's a calculation that i see in her a lot of the times where it's not reckless right you know it's a calculated move where she she's never she'll write up to the top of the wall on on climbing things and and doing that and gymnastics etc um but there it's interesting to see the calculation because pool is as an example um she started swimming at an early age um now she's jumping from the ledge in, and the and the accomplishment that she gets from it is is rewarding. I love it. I just love it. So, um, tell us about how you parent each of your children differently, knowing that she will set her own goals, will set her own challenges. Well, I don't know if it's different, right? Okay. Because Vince, uh, he's seven months old, but he is enamored by her. So mm-hmm. she rides, we let her ride the bikes in the house and stuff, and anything that she's doing, <laughs> he wants to do. And now he can scoot around on his crawler, so he literally chases her around the house in the uh, on the bike. Uh, he's on his little, his, his toddler thing. So t- the parenting expectation is similar. You still have anxiety, you still have fear. Um, but it's a little more um, relaxed in the sense that um, you've gone through, I've gone through it now, we've gone through it uh, with Vivian. So we realize that, you know, you have to give that freedom. You have to give a little bit of room because if not, uh, an independent person, if put back into a corner or put over, you know, a box in their head, they're just going to bust out of it and, and I think cause more of a... Of a um, a fear, right? Uh, right, like because then she's wanna, going to have to challenge you. Correct, and and I don't know if, if, if it's... It, I think that's an oppressive way for them to grow versus a, a, a more creative way for them to grow. Um, uh, self-correcting a lot of the time, you have to constantly um, remind them that you're speaking to them or telling them to do something because there's that excitement uh, that overrides the 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 the, the task or whatever it's she's doing. Perf- I mean, these are such clear, honest descriptions of this personality um, mm-hmm. that you both understand in a way that I think John is just living in the fear of like who is this little dynamo so i know you have to go and i just really appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your morning so one other question then because is there a gender piece to this um is there something that i mean is the pride different because she's a girl is there a fear and then of course projecting into you know she's going to be out there in the dating world one day or having to negotiate business on her own well i think that um I was lucky to have a daughter first um, because she softened me up a lot, and I, we learned together, right? So we're pretty much uh, inseparable on the weekends. Mom uh, and Vince are a little more uh, bound in the middle of the night, so to speak. 
But, um, you know, it's little stuff. Like she comes in the bedroom. She sleeps in her own bedroom. But every morning around 5 or 6, she'll, Vince will start crying. So she'll come in our bedroom. And then she'll wake up and say something, you know, so profound. Like, I just love hanging out with all of you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that roundedness that that I'm happy to see that she's able to articulate herself like that, that we're still her best friends. Um, that's one of the sweetest you things. You have so much to look forward to, see? <laughs> it's one of the sweetest things she's ever said to me and consistently says to me, besides I love you, is that uh, you're my BFF. Uh, so we ask her at school, you know, she has her little girlfriends here and, and et cetera. And then we'll say, well, what was the best part of your day? And and she, she's she got that. Uh, she knows how to control the room, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with... with um, fostering that and encouraging that and and just getting on their level and understanding that this is a finite amount of time so the difference between a boy and a girl I think is that um, at some point in time as an example um, my buddy told me this is his daughters are about eight or nine and he said you know this is a finite amount of time where they want to sleep in your bed where they can jump in the shower uh, you know all these kind of things because you know you're not going to be you know bathing them and taking showers with them when they're 15 you know um, and and they're, you're not always going to be their BFF, right? Because as the father, sometimes you're the disciplinarian or the protector. Um, but she emulates some some positive traits like being a protector. You know, she mm-hmm. says the other day when we're putting her down to go to sleep, she was saying, um, I'm, a, I'm a good protector for baby Vince and and those kind of things. So it, it's, it's, I think, important to parent uh, and protect and do those things and set those boundaries like you were talking about and you were saying. Um, but... Uh, I'll use a bike as an example. She started riding a bike with training wheels. We have a, a sloped driveway. And when we all went on a family bike ride, she, she's riding the brake down the, down the thing, down the, down the, the driveway. So you, that's that calculation that where I talked to her. So in the beginning, she was right down the thing. And I said, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, and then you teach her, and she does it. You know? So that, that's very rewarding to, when she listens. You know? And uh, if she's not listening, it's, that's, again, just that excitement overriding whatever she whatever she's being told you know <laughs> she wants to test it on her on her time you know if you tell her don't jump she might want to jump you know so if you're not there she's going to do it anyway exactly. so you might as well foster it at least protect from afar or or minimize the collateral collateral damage if there is any right it's um, perfect i think i think there's so much wisdom in that and the other thing i think that is so important and invaluable is that no matter how active, how precocious, how energetic and excited they are, underlying all of that is still this deep need for this relationship that they have with you. And that that you and mom and grandparents and all of the hands-on people in their lives create these relationships that do give them that ground that allows them and the confidence to be all that they can truly be. Thank you for giving us a few minutes of your morning. My pleasure. Chris just had the best line before walking out the door. He said, I never had anxiety before having a daughter. So I'm kicking it now to John, who has the youngest daughter. Um, How's how's all that feel to you? Uh, Dylan is two. Uh, She is a very strong-willed girl. Um, My wife and I, Corey, are pretty relaxed, so we tend to encourage her, you know, spontaneity and you know, yeah. ex- exploration and all those things. It's true. Things, I have so. three of the most relaxed dads in the world in this room today, which really says that is part of the secret it of powerful, that. fearless. Yeah. 
Nerves of steel. I, I remember when she was back in your class. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. Um, I remember when she was in your class that um, the children would be climbing all over things, and as they do explore, and there was one little boy who climbed up on something, and all the moms turned gasping like, oh, my God, he's going to fall. And you turned around and you said, look at you, balancing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it took to just sit back because if we had said, oh, my gosh, he probably would have lost his balance and fallen. He would have lost his focus. They he would have lost his influence. Which I think we are. I, so you think, so not saying anything about those moms, but that dads can bring a more calming influence. It depends on the person specifically, but sure. you know, if the mom is very laid back also, that can lend itself. So tell us about your calmness and, um, and the risks that Dylan has taken or the, the moments where it just takes longer because well, she's, she's got to do things her way. Like we were just talking about her pictures yesterday. Um, you know, it'll, she has a mind of her own and she's going to use it. And, and you know, if it takes her it. 20 minutes to take the picture because she doesn't want to sit, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So do you have that fear? Do you, do you have an underlying fear or are you... I definitely have some fear, you know, obviously safety, as most of us would say. Um, but other than that, I just want to encourage her, you know, happiness and exploration and adventure. And yeah. I have fear because I see that it has only gotten more intense, her, her fearlessness. And, um, and Mila is a child who, she's an interesting combo of fearless, powerful, because she she has a quiet side as well. So she's not this stereotypical, you know, just come in and work a room. She's going to come in and evaluate. She always her, does from the sidelines. And then creates her plan. And creates her plan and gets other kids on board and causes all kinds of mischief. <laughs> um, but it's wonderful. <laughs> and uh, But I, I have to, I have fears about where it's going to lead one day because she talks about wanting to swim with sharks. And we've never watched Shark Week. I don't know where she got that from, wow. but she wants to swim with sharks. I'll take her. I she, dive, so. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay, good. Um, so you are when she's taking much down. <laughs> a little bit, yes. Okay. And is Corey risk... Uh, so, yeah, so how is your risk... Um, tolerance. Tolerance yeah. as grown-ups. You have high. You're, you're out yeah, there. You'll, yeah. do, you'll do any. You'll do I mean, I, I scuba dive and I, I like fast cars and, you know. Okay, so she <laughs> may get it from you. It's very possible. I think that I, I like had it, but I lost a little bit of that edge when I had children because then you have to worry about, you know, you don't want to leave anybody behind. <laughs> um, so, um, but she, Mila has a thing for alligators, and we pass by this uh, canal every day that every time we pass it, she has to say, alligator. Um, and then it progressed into, if I were to fall into that canal, would you come in after me, even though there's alligators in there? She and has I, asked that question. Multiple times. It became like a regular thing every time we pass it. Would you go in after me? And if, in the beginning, I was saying, yes, of course I would jump in after you. And then I started thinking, I hope she's not going to test this. <laughs> and so I had to start saying, look, if you jump in on purpose, you're on your own. If you fall in, I will come in after you. <laughs> she understood that. Yeah. And she stopped asking after that. <laughs> so which is really interesting because Chris was also saying that Vivi has this very complex verbal cognitive ability to evaluate and articulate um, the re the moments in her experiences, and and you have that I as have well. I have to have trust that she has those 
lines that she won't cross. <laughs> Same thing like when we go to the mailbox. She wants to run to the mailbox, which is, of course, right along the street. And she knows she can't go in the street, and there are cars coming at the same time as she's running towards the street. And I tell her, look, you cannot do that. She says, I'm not going in the street. I'm just going to stop right before the street to get the mail. And I don't know if I can trust in that because she goes full speed. She trips all the time. You know, what if uh, she doesn't quite know what what she's capable of. And we're back to that vigilance and awareness um, and that pause is it, 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 we did it in the toddler classroom where we had to just wait and be calm, but be within arm's length because they could easily lose their balance. And and it's that idea that also preschoolers in general do not have the best evaluation of cause and effect and consequences. So does she know that every alligator? is a wild animal and not a potential friend. You know, how they create their own realities is a very complex experience. Especially if you have a pet. Well, hopefully you have a pet alligator. No, 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 but a pet animal, right? A pet animal could be exactly like that alligator. Construed as, yeah. Exactly. So you have to think and evaluate the world through their eyes. So you set a limit or a condition to... So explain. So now she can run to the mailbox, but she has to stop at the sidewalk. Okay, so you just moved the boundary back mm-hmm. five and feet. And she can't go to the mailbox until I'm beside her. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we just have to set boundaries. <laughs> so, uh, But they are, and I'm going to give it back you to you. You just have to be smarter than a four-year-old. Right. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, and it's... it's, it's, it's smart, it's, but... You know, it's my premise in Entitlement Free. You're always smarter than your child, but not in the moment. In the moment when you go into reaction mode or when you don't want to have to stop and deal with their energy, their enthusiasm, their emotions... You know, when you don't, when you just say, I don't want pictures to take 20 minutes today, and you realize, well, I have no control over that. Or I don't, I want to just get the mail like a, a I'll say, a normal family, even though there's no such thing. It's, it's that resistance to powerful, fearless, that will always get you in trouble. And I think it's, so it's matching your expectations to your reality. So what I want to go to is, I how do you find that win-win? Go ahead. Um, or well, no, wherever you are. I'm sorry. No, you can go. No, really. I, 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 go ahead. I'll write it down. <laughs> okay. The win-win. The, the idea that you have to, if you just set a hard edge, a hard boundary, no running to the mailbox, you're going to lose. It's, it's like Chris yes, said. because they are you, defiant, too. If you bring in a strict opposition, because part of Fearless Powerful is you have to honor and respect me and my sense of confidence and my belief in myself that says I'm going to do this regardless of what you believe about my skill level, my reasonableness, or my maturity. So when you move that boundary on the mailbox back three feet, you're then saying, okay, we're, I'm, I'm not negotiating, but I am going to find a win-win where you can have autonomy can and independence and I give myself a little space for error. So how do, how do you experience that, John, with a little bit younger daughter? Um, for instance, like the stairs, right? I'll let her walk down the stairs, but I'm obviously going to walk in front of her. So walk in front. God forbid she falls. I'm there to, you know, she just needs a safety net. Like most yeah, kids. I'm smarter than you, which means I can, I will anticipate. I will think for two. Right. Until I can remove that extra 
collaboration that you need from me as, a, as an early childhood person. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. So smarter than a two-year-old, smarter than a three-year-old. Let's talk about the times when you're not smarter than powerful, fearless. When do they get you? When, when do you get challenged? When do you feel like really at night? At night. Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> she used to sleep throughout the night since she was a few months old. And we got her a new bed recently. So now she transitioned from a crib to a bed. And that's been difficult. <laughs> she can get out on her own. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. And is it and that... And she cries at night for us. So is it the, the emotional piece? Is it not gauging what she really needs or what she can do? I think she or just hasn't gotten used to the, the change yet. So... Like, you know, like I, any anyone, we don't like change, right? We don't like change. And what you're saying to me, I think, is um, until she's ready for buy-in... <laughs> We are still going to be invested in the teaching. So maybe with some powerful, fearless children, but and our girls especially, that um, that that you know it's not one and done. You know that it's not like we're going to change this because they are going to fight for autonomy and choice um, until they realize. Really, Dad's not coming into the lake after me. Really, <laughs> it isn't an option to come in. It's really not an option to 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 do the the nighttime drama dance forever. At some point, they will choose. All right, I'll I'll, I'll surrender on this one. Yeah, that was with um, thumb sucking. Mila was never a pacifier girl, and she never sucked her thumb. And as she got a little older, I think when she around turned three she started sucking her thumb and we could not get her to stop no matter what we would do and we had to just say okay we know that you understand we know what you want from us when you are ready we know that you'll stop and like a week later she stopped does that does that resonate with you yeah absolutely <laughs> but we had to make it her decision to right. stop not ours right right well the, we, we run into the same thing with brushing her teeth okay so you know if, she, if we try to do it, she goes crazy. But when she, you know, after we do it, she'll grab it and then do it herself. And, and I, those are my favorite words with children. When you're ready, I know that you'll join me in this. Mm -hmm. And it, it's the same thing when we collect instruments at the end of circle time. When they're 18 months, they're like, I, I don't want to give you my maraca yet. And all we have to say is, great, give it to me when you're finished. And within 30 seconds, they're bringing it over to us. So if you don't engage in a power struggle, because if you engage in a power struggle with a child who's fighting for power, um, then you will lose because they can dig in deeper. They don't have anything else to do but be in a power <laughs> struggle. You have other commitments and obligations. And power struggles, I just put out for our listeners, power struggles are not between two powerful people. Power struggles are when both people feel powerless. And so when they are struggling with not feeling that sense of mastery, confidence, control, if you give them that sense of power, then okay. I can, I can, then I can give you a power to, to lead me, guide me, teach me. Um, so what I, oh, I did have a question. I lost my train of thought. Oh, I know what it was. So you get it. You understand your daughters. You have the right disposition and temperament. Um, my question for you is when you then adapt these wonderful adaptations for running in the street, for walking by alligators, for having pictures taken, sometimes there are judgments out there in the world. Like, why 
aren't, and, and we have the same situation with um, intense or strong-willed children, is, is why are you giving them so much freedom? Why are you um, letting them decide or choose? I know the right answer. The answer is because it doesn't work to have a heavy hand. As Chris said, it doesn't work to box them into a corner. But my question for you um, is, how do you deal with other people thinking your parenting or your responses should be different um, in a situation where you know what's right for your children? I've never given a thought to anyone else's opinion, to be honest. And is that a conversation you have to have with mom ever? Um, in, no, I don't, it's like I'm you guys. Pretty sure Corey feels exactly the same way. You, we don't you even have understand. To discuss it, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dylan is who Dylan is. You both are on the same page, ready to celebrate it. And it's, okay, it's anybody. Dylan's world. We're just lucky to live in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I haven't encountered it so much, but I'm thinking about a time recently. Uh, Mila took off running as she, she's always been a runner, but we've always she's had always to run after runner. her. <laughs> and because she thinks that she knows her boundaries and she thinks in her mind she'll stop before she gets to any trouble or something like that. But we can't trust in that. And so we have to take off running after her. And sometimes... Um, recently Michelle had to go running after her in front of some moms. She said they were probably like, why don't you just tell your child stop running? <laughs> and, you know, but we know that that's not going to happen that way. And and that's why I'm glad you're here. And I'm sure that, that Chris um, and Marcy have the same dynamic, which is when you support each other as parents, when you really can celebrate who they are, um, it makes this a whole lot easier than, than struggling with strong-willed and fearless and powerful kids. So a wrap-up is always the same. How have you got this um, with your daughters right here, right now? And, and, and if you have anything to say about being their dads, because um, I just sort of feel like, you know, that dad-daughter relationship, even though it's not gender different, there is something very unique and special about it. So how have you got this for right here, for right now? Um, Dylan is our first child, uh, you know, I, I'm just overjoyed having a, a baby and a girl, especially, um, there is a special connection between a father and a daughter and, um, uh, you know, I just, I, I'm almost speechless because I, 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 I want to say, so much like, and I'm getting just, a tear in my it, eye. I mean, if, if, if people out there, if this was a video uh, <laughs> podcast, you would see, the joy and the pride and, and the depth of that love. And, and I think Chris explained that as well, is like when she expresses that love back, you know, you just know that that connection is the most powerful part of what you're doing. Thank you. Darren, have you got this? Um, just trying to remain one of the calm dads <laughs> <laughs> um, because she's going to go where she's going to go. She's going to tell us what she wants to do. And if one day she tells me she wants to go swimming with sharks, I'm going to have to <laughs> refer to John. <laughs> <laughs> Say, talk to your mom. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it, like I said in the beginning, not only does she give me uh, palpitations on a regular basis, but there's also pride when I see her just going for it. And um, I hope that that parlays into her being a leader of sorts. Um, like Chris was saying that his son, you know, wants to emulate everything she does. And Mila also will be that person to say, let's all go for it, you know, when other kids might be timid. And I hope that that 
turns into her being a leader one day, something like that. I just want to, I want to encourage that fearlessness to continue. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm here to encourage it. So even when they're teenagers, you just call me and I'll give you the pep talk. Thanks, (laughs) Dad. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. If you liked our podcast, please tell a friend. Or even better, write us a review at iTunes. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Facebook. That's with me, Karen Deerwester. And check out the parenting resources at FamilyTimeInc.com. You'll also find us on Twitter at at FamilyTimeInc and Instagram at Karen underscore FamilyTime. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this wonderful space. Thanks to Darren Littman for the great intro. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song Listen. We are listening. See you next week.